Hey, hi again, everyone. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode 103 of the Sports Podcast. I am Tim, along with Anthony, and we are glad to be back as uh, we continue our sports quarantine podcast as... Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's not much going on, a lot of rumors out there, and uh, we'll get into all that. Before we get into all the things that everyone's talking about, uh, let me uh, bring in my partner, Anthony. How you doing, my friend? Great. It's nice to have, uh, it's nice to be healthy, first and foremost. Uh, family's both healthy, both uh, trying to stay off the roads. You know, but it's nice to have that half hour to an hour sense of normalcy uh, that we can bring you guys each week you know, hopefully to get your minds off this tough time we're going through right now, but it will, it'll pass. And uh, when it will pass, we'll have a huge party and uh, hopefully with sports abound. Well, you know what, Anthony, let me tell you this. Uh, if everything works out right in the next month or so, uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm not here to mm -hmm. predict when uh, restrictions will be lifted or how they'll be relifted mm -hmm. or when, social distancing will be re, uh, uh, relaxed or changed. And I'm not even going to get into all that mm -hmm. right now, but if and when it does this summer, I will be ready. And the bocce court will be up and running with the lights. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll have to have uh, everybody over, have a little bocce night and uh, a little party at the house. You know, just those things that you take for granted, recording together in a studio, you know, we took that for granted for over two years now and enjoyed the hell out of it. And now it's, you know, Zoom works, but I guess when you can't do it, it's, it's like, wow. Hopefully this teaches us some lessons going forward and everybody can stay healthy or get healthy and we can have a great summer and make up for what has been an ugly start to 2020. Well, there's no question. It's going to be a year to remember. There's no question about that. You are kidding. Uh, you're not never going to go. I might celebrate New Year for once, Tim. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been an interesting 2020. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it, and it's going to get more interesting as time flies by. We're using Zoom as we mentioned earlier, and last week we planned on it, but my computer was just absolutely acting up, and uh, one of the uh, I want to say benefits, but now that I have all this time on my hands, it made me willing to uh, try things that I never would do, do on my own. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started searching uh, the interwebs and trying to figure out what the problem was. And I'm not a computer uh, person. Mm -hmm. I can run a computer just like anybody else, but to actually maintain the computer properly, eh, probably not your dad. Yeah. So, I get on and and I, I've been searching about slow computers and bad connections and all mm -hmm. that. And sure enough, I come across some YouTube videos mm -hmm. and they recommend reinstalling my Windows. Now that absolutely gives me the frights. The yep. idea of yes. uh, so and again, I said you know, a couple nights ago, I said, screw it, let's give it a shot. There was a great video. I wish I had it in front of me person did it and it was able to save all your data and reinstall and took you step by step mm -hmm. worked beautifully and since then uh my my hp laptop has been working better so uh i want to thank that person on youtube uh i think it was bit bry 
computers or something like that. I, I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Uh, maybe next week I'll actually have that information. So that's uh, actually, it, it worked well. And I've been, uh, you know, it, let's just put it, put it this way. It's a lot better than it was because we're actually using this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the connections there. And, uh, man, what a goldmine YouTube has been, especially nowadays with this quarantine going on. Oh, my God. I tell you what, I've never been much of a television scripted TV or reality mm -hmm. TV person. I mean, I've, I've watched a few shows. I've yeah. enjoyed them. And if there's great characters or characters mm -hmm. that I, I actually, you know, identify with or care about, you know, I'll watch that show, but I don't watch many of them. However, how I've been feeling my time has been watching and education through like, you know, reinstalling my windows. And mm -hmm. uh, I've been watching some uh, guitar videos again and uh, found some really interesting people out there uh, giving you uh, uh, daily tips uh, during their quarantine of uh, mm -hmm. guitars and I've enjoyed that tremendously and obviously there's a lot of things going on and you know you have to find ways to fill your day uh, I've painted the basement I have also I'm working out in the backyard a little bit you know an hour here come back into the house for a while go back out for mm -hmm. a half hour and just little things to, uh, to, to pass the day but uh, I think we're all doing what we can and uh, following the rules. Uh, I don't have a mask. I got to make one. I haven't made a mask yet to go out in public. So uh, that'll be I uh, have not on, had my, a on mask one of my, my things to do. I probably ordered one, but it'll probably come like in 2024. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, I tell you what, uh, just a quick plug real quick. And, you know, you mentioned making masks and ordering a mask. My cousin was in Miami starting her optometry internships externships what do you want to call them uh, she came home she said you know that's an emerging hotspot she said i just i don't feel comfortable being there so she came home and she and she drove 20 hours back to northern michigan and now she is utilizing her time while she's not working to make masks for a local hospital so you know just trying to pass that you mentioned ordering stuff offline what a huge blessing it is to have Amazon, UPS, and FedEx still going. Yes. Those people we always take for granted. And we're always, why is it my stuff here in four to six business days when it said, you know, such and such. The people you really don't expect be really thankful for, they have done a tremendous job. And, you know, uh, another, another one to add to that list is the U.S. Uh, PS yes. Service. Uh, yes. They've all done a phenomenal job. And, so many people uh, that, like you said, maybe you know, take for granted or not really mm -hmm. recognize the service that they bring on a daily basis until it really comes to the forefront of what you're doing on a daily lives and what it means to each and every one of us. Uh, and uh, there's no question, we're all thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's get into some baseball news. Yes. Major League Baseball has floated a possible restart plan mm -hmm. where all the teams are going to Arizona to share facilities kind of like what the Indians and the Reds do during mm -hmm. the preseason or training camp yeah uh, they would both probably get at least one or two more teams at that facility as they work all the idea is play triple headers each day yeah uh, in different spots in Arizona day games, after, late morning afternoon games, games yeah. And, yeah, morning games, you name it, I'll be 
evening games and the idea is to play these games and play them with no fans play them also with uh a quarantine meaning nobody's families would come with the players there's a lot of variables here that could go wrong uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting plan on a sense, on the level that they're willing to talk about this and do it, mm-hmm. but to actually implement it, boy, you need everything to go right. And one small thing could go wrong and it can all fall apart really quick. And then what do you do? I think it, you know, there's nothing wrong with thinking out of the box and mm-hmm. trying to do something different. I just don't know how, Major League Baseball or uh, the baseball players could pull this off, including the umpires and uh, the field attendants and everybody that are necessary to uh, to put on a, fo- a Major League Baseball game or a minor league baseball game for yeah. that matter every week or every day during the foot- or baseball season. So it's an interesting thought process. I just I I just don't know if it is uh, feasible or truly possible, but I give them the idea that they're, they're trying to think out of the box. Yeah. I, you know, for a sport that in the last, Oh, seven to 10 years, really the last couple mainly that has tried to be progressive in their thoughts and try to become more modern um, with their, um, new roles and technology analytics. Look, it's a, it's an interesting idea. You know, you have 15 teams already there for spring training, 10 minor or 10 spring training facilities, uh, one stadium in uh, the chase field, it gives you 11. Plus my guess is you can probably utilize Arizona state and the university of Arizona stadium Gives you 13. You have enough stadiums. You would think that the 15 teams who are already down there, they can stay. Most of them have houses down there or rent apartments or condos. They're all within a half bar. So that's great. The logistics of it. You have to have the logistics make sense because you have hotels galore down there. You can sequester one team here, another team here. I'm, I like that they have a plan and I like that they have an aggressive plan and you know, if it's May and it's not time yet, we can always rethink and reshape it. But at least right now they have an outline of a plan of what they could do. If baseball returns this year, and I say, if a little more hopeful this week than last week, but it's a fluid situation. We, those numbers were not, run analytics guys so it's tough to project just to uh reiterate what the plan is sources say uh, this is from espn uh that would dictate all teams play at the state stadium with no fans mm-hmm. in the phoenix area including mm-hmm. arizona diamondbacks chase field mm-hmm. and 10 spring training facilities and perhaps others nearby fields Mm-hmm. Uh, players, coaching staff, and essential personnel would be sequestered in local hotels and would live in relatively isolation and travel mm-hmm. only to the stadium. Sources said uh, federal officials at the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, as well as National Institute of Health, have been supportive of this plan 
and adhere to the strict isolation and promote social distancing and allow Major League Baseball to become one of the first professional sports teams to return. I think all that, in theory, sounds really good. Yes. But all it takes is one infection one. For, it, for it to fall apart. And it could be anywhere. It could be at the hotel mm-hmm. by just a worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be in transportation. I mean, I, who knows? It could be. You know, I'm not here to to make that dis, you know determination of what could happen. I'll let the the scientists and the doctors and those who were involved in dealing with this outbreak uh, make that that call. But boy, it just takes one thing to fall, fall apart. And you would need an expanded roster. So yes, uh, not the 26 that you would have now, not the 28 that they had when baseball returned after the strike Mm -hmm. in 81. I'm going to guess you need at least 30 players to pull this off. You might have to go even a step further and go uh, to the old September rule call-ups of have 40-man rosters. Yeah, well, you, but, and maybe that's what you do with the yeah. idea of 28 players being eligible for each game. And you know, the thing that I I question is you're going to need federal and state doctors to be there. And right now, Tim, yeah, you, you can't have just the, have your own team doctors. You can't rely on the physicians in Arizona. Um, you're going to you're going to have to have state and federal and can you really spare specialist. them at the hospitals? Yeah. And, and you can't and spare them right now. You cannot. They're necessary. Yeah. You cannot. If we get baseball back this year, like I said, I'm more hopeful this week than I was last week. But then again, I'm not. You can only read the graphs, how they're coming out. We don't have the numbers. We don't have. We don't have the resources, you and I, to um, read those in depth. I'm all for this year, if we get baseball back, being a big test year expand the playoffs, do the automated strike zone, anything that you want to tinker with this year, do it. And then going forward, when we get back to normalcy, and I use air quotes, because we won't have the same normalcy we did last year. But uh, whatever our new norm is, you can use this year as a springboard as to how you proceed with your new rules and thinkings in the future of baseball. All right. Not to overblow this possibility. I think Mm -hmm. it has some legitimacy. I think it has potential. Now you could say it's a 10% or you could say it's 50%, whatever you want to say, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. But what scares me for this is there's like seven states that do not have a stay-at-home policy right now. Yep. And Arizona is one, one of them. Yep. So they're potentially headed towards an outbreak. So yeah. you may be running into one of the more dangerous spots in, in our country. And uh, I think the thought process behind it works real well. And that's probably the same reason why you can't use Florida. A, you travel too far. And B, Florida is – one of the hotspots in the uh, country for COVID-19. So, uh, and if this plan doesn't go in effect, because this is going to be such a rolling thing, obviously the teams in New York can't have home games. No. Obviously Detroit right now cannot have home home games. games. Most likely Cleveland could not have home games. 
Cincinnati could not have home games. Chicago could not have home games. I mean, that's why they're thinking of one location, and I get it. Everything would have to go so perfect, and I just – I'm not expecting that to happen. It's a great idea to try to restart the game and to bring baseball back. And, uh, yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm pessimistic about the opportunity for that, that plan to work. Uh, maybe in July, maybe in June or July that's possible. But May, I really don't think that's possible. I know they want to play as many games as possible, and they're going to try to get close to 162 as possible. But you know what, Tim? And the May thing sounds great, and that's wonderful news, and it's wonderful thoughts and imaginations you can have right now when it's been nothing but not so good news the last couple months. I'm all for – pushing this back as long as possible, July, the middle of July. And if we got to play 81 games, let's play 81 games. The Arizona thing sounds great and wonderful, but Tim, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be really tough for me to be like, it's going to tough. Look, I'll get excited about baseball being back, but I'm not sure how, how excited. Let me stop you for a second. You bring it up at a good point here because you yourself is a season ticket holder. Yeah. You yourself love to attend the games. Yes. And under this circumstances, no one's attending the games. Mm-mm. And you're just a viewer on television or on the internet. And, you know, Major League Baseball was smart. Every game, no matter what happens this year, will have no blackouts and make it available to everybody and promote your sport. I'm not sure. I'm not sure this will happen. I like the idea of, like I said, thinking out of the box and trying to do something. Uh, that's just like the NHL talking about if they come back, the different plans for the playoffs, mm-hmm. if uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, if it would come back. Uh, and I thought pro- one one player brought up uh, Saban, uh, who's now with Jersey, used to be with uh, Vegas, uh, brought up the thought process of having a 31-team tournament uh, mm-hmm. style to determine that and uh, let all the teams in and just start it from there, you know. And, yeah. you know, it has some legitimacy. I'm not saying they're going to do that, but I understand the thought process. Is it fair to the teams who would qualify for the, for the 16 teams that would make the Stanley Cup t- uh, tournament today? No, but we're under unique circumstances, so – uh, we'll see it. And base and basketball could do the exact same thing. I know baseball players are concerned about their salaries and their service time. Mm-hmm. That, uh, they work that out service time. They're going to get it no matter what happens this season. If they play one inning or if they play a thousand innings, they're going to get their service time no matter what the difference is they're not going to get paid. Uh, my understanding is they got a first, two paychecks or is it the first two months that they've decided to pay players first right now? Two paychecks, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's every two weeks, I believe yeah. for baseball players, you know, they're guaranteed that. And then it's prorated from that point on, depending on the amount of games that they yeah. play. And uh, that's fair. And I understand. I mean, let's face it. If you're in your contract year, what you do on the field matters. Uh, that's how you get paid. You get paid for past performances in all sports. 
You know, that's why Tom Brady got paid $30 million a year to go play for Tampa Bay this year. He got paid for his past performances. Not what, what he's – potentially what may happen with Tampa Bay, but he really got his contract yep. for what he had did during his 20 years yeah. with the New England Patriots, not what the next two seasons will be with the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, the hope for them is that he helps lead them to the playoffs and a chance for a Super Bowl. We'll wait and see how that plays out. You know, he's one of many players who uh, have changed teams and stuff like that. But my point is, we just we're kind of in that limbo. Uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. I think there's a lot of interesting ideas for all all sports. And, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I said this before, and I'm gonna say this again. Let's see how Europe handles this. Let's see how the the soccer leagues mm-hmm. and the rugby leagues. And uh, the sporting events that happen in Europe, because this this disease, they're ahead of us by about two to four weeks. Yes. So they mm-hmm. will be making those type of decisions before America does. We do. And yeah. Canada does. So uh, let's wait and see if they lead and give us an idea how some of this may come about. If they cancel games, I know some leagues have canceled. Some leagues have still suspended their operation. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. That's that's my thought process right now is let's see what happens in Europe like with the Premier League and uh, some of the uh, European soccer leagues, including the, the, the Champions League, and see how that winds down uh, mm-hmm. the rest of the season, if they restart or how they handle that. And that will give us a good idea of what may happen here. And, uh, you know, you can even look to Australia, who's suffering from this disease also. Yeah. And that they suspended, you know, the Australian Football League. And that is scheduled right now to restart the end of May, 1st of June, if everything works down there. Um, I have not really heard a, a definitive report yet, but this is a worldwide pandemic and it's, it affects sports throughout the world. So we can look at different parts of the world and see how they're handling it and what's going on to see how our sports handle it going forward. I'm not saying that baseball can't lead the way and be the first back or basketball be the, mm-hmm. the first one back. We'll just have to uh, see how the dominoes fall because let me, this we're in uncharted territories. Let me ask you this. Say baseball comes back. Let's go July 4th. Let's say baseball resumes July 4th. If it's in Arizona, if it's in you know a sequestered part of the country or they're playing in their own stadiums, minimal fans or no fans. Would you rather have them start the season by their July 4th opponent, or would you rather have them – you know, the Indians' case, I'm not sure they play July 4th. I haven't looked at that far in the schedule. Would you rather have them play their July 4th opponent, or would you say let's play the Tigers, their opening day opponent that day? Would you have, like, an opening day and have the two teams that were supposed to play an opening day? Or would I think you- what you could do, if they're going to bring all the teams to Arizona, you can redo the schedule. Uh, to figure out how many games are being played and Mm -hmm. then maximize the games in your division division. Yes. And your, Mm -hmm. and and in a sense in your league Mm -hmm. and maybe suspend this year, interleague games and go from there and, and and see how it works. Uh, Cause there's no reason to have an interleague game. If you're not drawing fans, the whole point of interleague was 
for you as a fan to go see the Chicago Cubs when they came to Cleveland yes. many years, or the Los Angeles Dodgers, or whoever it was from the National League making a, an appearance in Cleveland, and vice versa. So yes. if all the games are in Arizona and that plan is mm -hmm. instituted, there's no need for interleague games. First thing I would do is get rid of interleague games. I agree with that. And the second thing I would do is put a priority within your division. Division and obviously the your, league. Your league. Maybe you make it an even playing field. Uh, if you have an 82 or 80 game, 81 game season, mm -hmm. let's say, you can probably have uh, all 15 teams within each league play each other the exact same amount of times, which would be yeah. fine, and I would have no problem. Yeah, like a round. Yeah, like a round robin. Well, that's the way it um, used to be. A, a, it used to be that way before they had the weighted schedule. I'm going to throw this out there too. If you're playing all in Arizona and you have all this going on, I know some people will cringe at this this idea. Make the National League have a DH also. Uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. And you can only do it for one year. Say because of everything going on. The I think it would be – we've already talked about and numerous analysts and people in baseball have already talked about. The rosters probably have to be expanded. I don't know if it's feasible – to consistently ask a National League pitcher to go hit when they haven't done any baseball activities really for three months. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with suspending the DH or suspending yep. pitchers hitting and adding the DH to all games um, if this plan comes into effect. What about – and this is worst case it's, – it's not worst – worst case scenario baseball is going to come back. Safe baseball can't come back until August, but in their – all in Arizona. At that point, you have two months of the season left. I would almost all four be a 30-team tournament. Major League Baseball can seed them however they want them. You play best of three series until you get to the divisional and championship World Series or all of that. And then you can go best of five and seven. If it gets to that point, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, you could do something similar to what baseball's done at the almost. collegiate level. Yeah. With the World Series, uh, mm -hmm. the College World Series tournament. Like regionals and – Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you could – we it could be figured out some mini-series, meaning uh, three or five-game series. Yeah, and, you can have a lot of fun with it still. You oh, know? yeah. There's like, a lot of potential. Obviously, like I said, your normalcy of what everyone – nose would go out the window it's very similar and you weren't born yet mm -hmm. uh to the strike in 1981 i was gonna bring that up uh, i lived through the the strike of 1981 mm -hmm. i remember it vividly i mean actually the indians played the fewest games in major league that year with 103 wow. i believe the reds actually played the most with 110 or something wow. and that uh it was such a variety of uh, numbers because A, game scheduled, and B, rainouts mm -hmm. and other factors that uh, came into board. The Indians actually, uh, Major League Baseball went on strike one week too late. Mm -hmm. They extended the, the bargaining for about another week to 10 days. The Indians were in first place when the, the strike was originally scheduled, and it did not happen. Uh, when the strike did happen, the Indians fell out of first place mm -hmm. and uh, out of contention. Um, the rest of the year, especially when after the uh, the break, they were just not a very good baseball team. And yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Reds actually had the best record in baseball between the two halves. And again, using 
a, a out of the box theory that was in minor league baseball that you played the first half to the second half. Yeah, and then you had a mini series and then they went on. Yeah, that's um, that was uh, a disaster as a baseball fan, and it didn't work as well because I want to say Montreal was actually had the best record in baseball mm-hmm. that year and did not make the playoffs. Yeah, so those yeah, that's happened. what they do in uh, Low A Lake County and all of them do that. I would almost for you have 10 spring training facilities, you know, just brainstorming. If we can't have a season or can't have a certain amount of, you want to play a certain amount of games before you begin a postseason. You don't want to play 40 games and have a postseason. Uh, it, you know, I mentioned the 30 team tournament and best three, something like that. You could even go a little further. Like you mentioned, I really like your idea of how uh, college baseball does it and the regionals and super regionals. Uh, you can use the 10 teams, the 10 sites there. And, for instance, the Indians and Reds both train in Goodyear. And you have the Indians and Reds there, and you add one more team, so three teams per 10 stadiums. And you have, like, a little round-robin series playoff format. And the winner of the Goodyear bracket plays the winner of the Peoria. And, you know, you just have fun with it that way. It's, you know, just trying to brainstorm here. Just try to engage and have fun uh, with baseball and you know obviously a full season is preference yeah. uh, any type of a shortened season is you know you have to be willing to make make changes and we'll see exactly uh, what will happen uh, is it a time to experiment yes is it a time to accept those experiments overall no however it's definitely time for that opportunity to think out of the box and do something different than you normally do mm-hmm. does not change the fact uh, you can extend the season. If you're in Arizona, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to pl- finish. You, you you're can right. play to mid October if you wanted to, and mm-hmm. uh, play into uh, November. So there's there's a lot of different things, and like I said, that plan itself, in theory, sounds like what? it has yes. potential, but in reality, I'm not optimistic about it. I think it's worth, like I said, I think it's a great idea to think about. I think implementing it is a it's, lot more harder it's, than It's easier theory. said than done. Exactly. Yeah, and since I got all this free time on my hands, with, I think we're still working. Are You have my mind racing now about all these. So instead of watching the news tonight and watching the press conferences, because it's like uh, someone on the radio said this morning, you can only watch so many press conferences until you're like, you know what? I'm taxed out for this day or I'm taxed out for this week. I'm going to try to put my 10-site, 30-team mini-series tournament onto paper, and I will have that on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, and I will send it to Tim, and we'll put it on our radio website for you all to view. I'll have brackets. I'll tell you what, after, I'll tell you what this, let's do this. Do everything you're saying, absolutely 100% behind yeah. that. And once we get it all done, we'll just make another podcast. See if it's yeah. 20 minutes, if it's a half yeah. hour, what if it's that two hours, right. we'll, we'll talk about it. That's my nightly task tonight. I will explain all the formats and the rules and all that. Let's have fun with this. Let's have fun with baseball. It's America's pastime. And let's, let's try to be that half hour to hour distraction uh, from the news. And uh, so that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to shut off TV. I'm going to shut off my phone. And I'm going to have some fun uh, with baseball 
and uh, reimagine baseball instead of more numbers and news and hospital beds and ventilators and all that. And just, you know, try to think happy and good thoughts. Not a bad idea. I will say this uh, just as a, a quick commentary. Mm -hmm. There are some press conferences that are actually informational and good. Mm -hmm. And there are others that are a complete joke. Yeah. One at five o'clock is a complete joke. <laughs> I'll say this, Tim. Uh, you speak at press conferences, whether you voted for them, didn't vote for them, like them, don't like them. It's really neat to see uh, Governor DeWine and Dr. Acton sporting a new tie and pin each day. You know, it's something funny to start the press conference before we get into that. And it's nice to know that they're thinking of every area in the state, I, not just you know what? I, localized. I give in. them all the credit in the world. I, do too. I think they have done a an amazing job of communicating and an amazing job of trying to protect our state and uh, defend against this uh, COVID-19. And there are going to be many who may disagree with them, but there are many who respect what decisions they've made and how they've come to it. And uh, like I said, there are some press conferences that are really worth watching. Yep. And there are others that are a complete, joke and uh enough said on that all right anthony i'm going to have you mm -hmm. give your last thoughts and then i'm going to uh uh have the last word here tonight yeah tim i don't really have much else to say besides uh stay safe uh stay healthy uh let's keep doing this until they say we can resume some sense of normalcy oh we're getting through it. we're almost there let's keep pushing and let's as uh governor DeWine said let's put this thing on the map all right. Many of you know that uh, if you follow me on Facebook, I, uh, I made a post last night that I want to share with everybody mm -hmm. uh, before we sign off. And uh, just for the last uh, words here tonight, this is what I wrote. And it's about sports in general and mm -hmm. everything we're dealing with. This may surprise many, but I do miss live sports. But I don't crave it either. Possibly because I understand the much larger picture. Granted, I never did watch a lot of scripted TV or reality TV for that matter. I do watch the news. I always have. I know many miss sports. What I miss are the relationships in sports. Talking, caring, cheering, the friendships of sports. I miss describing the action. I miss being part of a crowd, bringing that to an audience. Yet none of that is important to me today. What is important to me today is family, friends, and people I don't know. This pandemic will be with us longer than anyone wants. We will hopefully gather again to watch all kinds of sports soon. Exactly when, I really don't know. I'm willing to wait. If it takes longer than any of us want, so be it. Stay safe, everyone. Tim, that, that really, of all the uh, columns, podcasts, and news, that really sums it up tremendously. That was an, a very eloquent, heartfelt. That, that came from the heart. It's not scripted. It came from the heart. Like you said, we love being with you Friday nights. We love being with you Sunday mornings to bring you the recaps. I love being at the corner. I love being at Stanbaugh Stadium. But none of that seems important right now. And we'll cheer again, and we'll be a part of it. But what I remember, Tim, is going to the games with you. And just those three hours of, you know what, this is fun. It's being a part of a crowd and being
being with family and being with friends. Right now, you got to look out for yourself and your loved ones. That, Sam, that was tremendous. All right. For Anthony, I am Tim here in Bourbon. Anthony's in Canfield. We thank Zoom mm -hmm. for their participation and letting us do our podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed it. We will talk to you soon. Check us out on the internet at radiomvp.com. Wherever you download this uh, through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever that may be, they have a rating and review system. Please give us a rating and a review. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just uh, tell your family, friends, and quote unquote enemies about Radio MVP as we continue to bring you uh, sports, not just here in Mahoney Valley, but around the world. For Anthony, I am Tim. We'll talk to you next time right here on Radio MVP.